Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. An electric start to these Commonwealth Games. It's just been totally unbelievable in terms of medals, in terms of performance. And leading the way have been our cycling team and, of course, our swimming team. And on the phone now is a former New Zealand swim coach, Mark Bone. Mark, good evening to you, mate. Yeah, fantastic to be here with you. Oh, look, Mark, can I ask you, as someone who's been deeply involved with New Zealand swimming for a long time, how proud are you of this current crop of, of the team that are there? I oh, look immensely proud, to be quite honest. It's uh, it's great to be talking in such a positive frame from all of the teams that have done so well, whether they've medalled or not. And there's, gosh, there's uh, eight medals, not quite as good as the people on the velodrome. But, uh, boy, we're really happy with eight medals and five of those are gold. So the <laughs> others that actually haven't medalled have also done personal best times. And that's really, really important. Yeah, see, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we, you know, in New Zealand, we kind of, with cycling, we kind of expect it. But with sports like swimming, we, you know, we, I'd normally be happy with, you know, one medal and that might be a bronze or a silver. But this time, the, the blocks have been thrown away. Five golds, as you say, uh, and people swimming personal bests at these type of events, which we want to see, and we haven't seen it before. Mark, do you have any reason why? Well, I think one of the reasons is that they had the World Championships in Budapest only a month earlier, Mm. and the New Zealand team attended that. And I think that, you know, once again, it replicates a, a situation where our team need more racing. And they got a chance to go over there. Uh, they raced pretty well at Budapest. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, they had a fantastic uh, process after that where they were training um, um, over in Spain. And they had a wonderful camp straight after the World Championships and then straight into the competition at the Commonwealth Games. And I think also we're, we're rubbing shoulders with our old uh, foe with, with Australia. Yes. We're familiar with them, familiar with them as athletes and, and how they race. And I think that, you know, once again, we need to probably make sure that we're racing more regularly with the Australians. And I think that you'll see the benefits of that, particularly from people like Lewis Clearbird. Yeah, it's funny eh, because, you know, often we've had a, heard a bit of talk about, you know, how these games, yeah, they're, they're good, but they're not the be-all and end-all because not everyone's there. But in saying that, for me, with swimming, Australia are like one of the preeminent forces in world swimming and we're swimming against them and we're getting results. So surely that plays a big part in it. Yeah, massive. And you only have to look at the results at the Olympics from, from the, the Great Britain team, which is obviously the combination of England, Scotland and Wales combined mm. and Ireland. Um, and, and obviously at the Commonwealth Games, they're separated. But if you combine those that group as well, I mean, they're a force with the likes of Adam Peaty there. I know he hasn't had a great uh, Commonwealth Games because he had a broken leg, but you know he's a massive threat in that breaststroke and has totally dominated it uh, right throughout the world for, gosh, so long now and mm. rewritten the, the world record books completely. 
the, the Commonwealth is very, very strong in swimming. And I think you've got to remember that swimming is actually a global sport. And I, that doesn't mean that we want to demean any other sport that's at the Commonwealth Games. Mm. But it truly is a global sport. Uh, and, and, and I think that, you know, the Commonwealth is very strong in it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I totally agree. You know, the Commonwealth teams are Great Britain, as you say, Australia. And let's look, let's get to the man of the moment in this thing, Mark. And I want to know your relationship, what you know. Lewis Clearbert has come into these games, you know, as a respected swimmer, but he has elevated himself now to another level. Did you did you see this coming? Have you have you met him? What what are your thoughts? Look, I, I think he's a tremendous talent. Uh, yes, definitely met him, definitely know him extremely well. Mm. Kept in really good contact with him over the last few years as he's come through. I went, uh, I had the privilege of um, emceeing New Zealand Swim Coaches and Teachers Awards a few years ago after the World Championships where he finished with a bronze medal. Mm. And we brought Lewis in and uh, did a one-on-one interview in front of the whole crowd. And, and look, he was really incredibly impressive. I didn't have to do anything to bring bring it out in him. He was just that impressive. And I, I think that what you've seen now is a, a young man that's turned into a real man. Mm. And uh, he's got so much potential ahead of him. Look, he, you know, we've got to also recognise that he doesn't have the best training conditions down in Wellington, doesn't have a 50-metre pool all the time down there, mm. but he's got a big heart and he's got a great coach that's doing a really good job with him. Yeah, it's interesting because I read that too. Gary Hollywood said, um, you know, conditions that they have have been really, really tough. And he said also, and you get this with all sports, I suppose, it, it comes down to funding in the end. Do you think these performances will add to more? Well, they surely they must add to more funding for the swim program. Yeah, look, I think that's, that goes without saying. Unfortunately, what happens with funding, and, and it's a difficult one, it's the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. Unfortunately, you have to get results before you get funding. And often oh, it shouldn't right. be that way. Mm. You know, so you get it too late. And, you know, if he doesn't get funding right now um, going forward, then you've got to look at the next Olympic Games, which is obviously where we want to see the true results. Because everybody remembers who gets medals at the Olympic Games, mm. you know, without a doubt. Yeah. World Championships come and go. Commonwealth Games come and go. And I don't want to demean them at all, but the, the Olympic Games is the be-all, end-all. Yeah, you're 100% right. And what you said about Lewis Clearbert, I've noticed that too. He's, his confidence levels are a lot higher now. It's almost like he within himself is going, I do belong here. And you know what? I'm looking at you, but you really have to look at me. And we heard Gary Hollywood even say, I think it was yesterday, might have been with Kirsten Beebe actually saying, Lewis has the ability to win Olympic gold, but also break and set new world records. Do you see that as well? Look, I'd love to be able to say I see that. Mm. Possibly don't see it right now because you've got to look at the world record as a 404. Mm. He's gone a 408, which is significant, but it's only one second improvement on his time that he set at the Olympic Games and, and to be fair, in the heat where he was, he had a, such a tremendous heat swim. So he's only beaten that by one second. But then again, he wasn't threatened in that final of the 400 IM. Mm. He dominated it from start to finish. Can he take off another four seconds? That's a massive ask. He's got two years to do it. Is it, is it a possibility? Yeah, look, I, I think that he will continue to grow. You've seen him develop not only in his own personality, persona, but his actual physique as well, which has changed significantly.
Yeah, well, that's that's what I think that's what Gary Holly was leading to as well. You know, they've got two years to build to get the space. And did you see? I mean, did you think he would also win the two hundred uh, butterfly as well, or was that something he might meddle in, or what were you thinking? I was confident in that. Look, it's it's still you know it's not a phenomenally fast time. That one fifty five point six zero is what he swam in the two hundred butterfly. Mm. But you you don't have to swim fast times. You've got to race the race, and he he raced the race. My goodness, you know he was third with <laughs> the fifty meters still to go. Yes, he was probably still in third with about fifteen meters to go, and he just surged and had a fantastic finish. But. You know, he's still a second away from Moss Bemister's New Zealand record, albeit that Moss had done that using the old um, full body suit. Oh, but right. It, you, you know, you've got to look at it like that. It's still, you know, 155.6 is a big improvement and was great PB for him. And and that's the big thing. He's he's showing progress and he's showing improvement. And to back it up after the 400 IM is not easy because I would argue that 400 IM is probably the most taxing of all of the events, even more so than the 1500 free. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit like the old you know the a decathlon almost, isn't it? But in the water. Oh, 100%. Because you're using, you know, different muscles in every one of the strokes that you swim, and you've got to perfect over the four different disciplines. And, you know, Lewis has worked very, very hard in his breaststroke leg, which is what was always holding him back. He went to 111 for the 100 breaststroke in the 400 medley. If he can get that down to a 110, mm. then I think that we can start really talking. Wow, man, it's so good. Of course, let's be fair, Lewis Klebert is not the only other uh, star who's performed so well in this team for the swimmers. It's been absolutely incredible. Josh Wilmer uh, has done incredibly well. Jesse Reynolds has done incredibly well. Cameron Gray, uh, Andrew Jeffcoat. What are your thoughts on those guys and how they've done at this Games? Look, I really like the fact that the para team is part of and, and been integrated as yes. part of the Commonwealth Games Same. team. Uh, you, you know, if you look at the Olympic Games, you you have the able bodies and then you have the para team after that. Um, unfortunately, because it's integrated, you don't have every para event that there is. But boy, I think that they add a real flavour. And you know, I have a, a long association with uh, Sophie Pascoe, yes, Tupinuafi. I know very well. You know, both of those two will add a huge amount of experience mm. for the other swimmers, whether they are able-bodied or not. But their personality, and you only have to watch whenever the camera flicks to the New Zealand team and you see Sophie Pascoe up there jumping around uh, and enjoying herself. And I'm really stoked for Sophie because that was a great gold. It wasn't a fantastic time, but there was a huge amount of pressure on her. And she's had a big, big change in the last year. And yeah. I think, you know, for, for a long time, she hasn't enjoyed her swimming. And I can tell you emphatically, um, and, and knowing Brett Naylor as well as I know him, who's took her on for the last year, mm. she's had a really, really good time. Oh. And a wonderful time, and it's reinvigorated her with her swimming. Albeit that you know she had uh, COVID right before the Commonwealth Games, and of course that you know really sad passing of the grandmother. Yes, but I, you know, going back to it, I think that the para team have added flavour to the able body team, and I know that there's a close association with them because if you have a look at the New Zealand nationals every mm. year, the para team compete with the able-bodied team and, and they're integrated. But, you know, I was I was stoked with Andrew Jeffcoat's 50 backstroke this yes. morning. 
uh, it was just fantastic that uh, swim, and I just thought he was going to glide into that wall and actually lose that fifty backstroke, <laughs> but he got it, you know. And and then there was a young eighteen-year-old in Cameron Gray, mm. you know, that was third in that fifty meters butterfly. Boy, you just didn't expect that no. because you you have to be a big, strong animal to swim a fifty butterfly. And they're all normally 27, 28 years of age. I mean, he's only 18, and it's first first international event. Yeah, it's so it's so good to see it. And I love what you say about Sophie Pascoe as well, because she's one of New Zealand's treasured uh, athletes. You know, for swimming, she's amazing. And you, I, I love her emotion. I love how she carries herself. And you could see, and even when Gary Hollywood was talking yesterday, he said she's like the camp mother to all the swim team there. And it's like, that's so cool to hear. Oh, look, she's been around for so damn long, she should be the grandmother too. But, you know, honestly, there's, you know, you really seriously don't have an extremely, uh, you know, big age group of, of athletes. So they're pretty young, this New Zealand team. Mm. And uh, Sophie aside, who's so much older than the others, um, obviously is going to be camp mother in there. And, and of course, you've, you've got Lewis there leading from the front and he's just got all the experience now. And what I really like about Lewis and, uh, almost every single international competition, mm. bar the final of the Olympics in the 400 medley, he has stepped up at every single international event that he's gone to. And that one final at the Olympics was one blip on the radar, sadly, because I think that you know he really had the potential to get a medal at those Olympics. But he has really been able to rise on the important big events. Yeah, it's been it's been so good, and you you know this, Mark, from from a swimmer's perspective, how hard it is, how long it is between you know games for I mean Olympic games for medals and people on the stand, and this this bunch here I think gives us real hope. I mean we don't want to say you know you have to succeed at the next Olympics, but boy they're going in with a lot of confidence. Yeah, it'll give them a lot of confidence, and hopefully it'll give them some funding as well. And, you know, what they need to do is make sure that this team comes home and, and actually rub shoulders with other swimmers around the country as well. You know, I had um, I had a, a text from Andrew Jeffcoat's uh, coach today mm. and after I'd sent a congratulations, and he was offering Andrew to come in and, and our swim school to see all of our aspiring kids that we've got because, you know, and I'm going, like, this is really exciting, you know, to be able to get that. And the funny thing is we had uh, we had Lewis all lined up mm. last year to come up to Auckland and, and again and be involved in our adult program to do a, what we call a skins meet and a few relays and things. Unfortunately, we went into lockdown in Auckland, oh, so yeah. it just didn't happen. But, oh. you know, we'd organised a lot of things like that. But that's the sort of scenario that has to happen now yes. when these swimmers come back because they're going to be household names. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And, and you heard it yourself, even um, Lewis said it himself, when he was growing up, Moss Burmester, that was his idol. You know, he, he, he loved him, and that's why he got into the sport. And now, like you say, if you can get Lewis Klebert along to one of your sessions, the kids there will look at him and go, oh, wow, I want to be like that guy. Oh, absolutely. Look, it's so important. You know, I remember after, gosh, it, it seems a long time ago, the, the 2004 Olympics, I had the privilege of being involved with Hamish Carter and Bevan Doherty. And mm. when they returned from those Olympics after their gold and silver, yes. they we brought them into our swim school and we gridlocked the whole of our community around the St. John's area because there was so many people wanting to get a taste of Hamish and, and, and Bevan, you know, but those are the sort of things that we, we got to go outside the square a little bit and realize we're only a small country and we've got to make sure that we do that. 
Dunedin did that, and, and again, I yes. go back to Daniel Loder, mm. you know, and, and, and that fantastic event in 1996. Amazing. Gosh, it's going back. But they did that, and, you know, we wanted to take him around the country after those Olympics because it was a really stimulating Olympics from that young man then. And, you know, it becomes a household name, and so he should. Two Olympic golds, you, you've got to be putting yourself there forever. Oh, look, I think, I think only the passage of time has made us all realise just how incredible it was to win for a New Zealander to win two Olympic gold medals. It hasn't been done since, and that's 26 years ago. Absolutely. And, you know, I spoke earlier about the, the, the times don't always have to be that fast. Mm. And, and I want to just say this. Daniel's times at the time mm. weren't that fast really? internationally. Wow. They weren't that fast. You know, in fact, if, if you take four years earlier to the Olympics before Daniel won his two golds, he wouldn't have actually got the gold medal with the times four years later. Is that um, right? But, wow. but it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, you, you race the race. And then again, I would say that in that uh, Olympics and, and being there right on pool deck at the time, mm. I can recall it, he was not challenged. And so could he have gone faster? I truly believe he could have if wow. he'd been challenged. Could Lewis have gone faster? I possibly could have because he wasn't challenged uh, the other day. That is so interesting, Mark, because I obviously thought, oh, those must be the best times he's ever put and that must be the fastest race of the year to get there. But that is not the case at all. Oh, look, there were the best times that, that Daniel had ever done, mm. you know, they were New Zealand records, but internationally, you know, if you look at the flavour of international swimming, it wasn't always the fastest times, but, you know, again, you, you know, that's the old adage, you can, you do all the hard work in your heats and your semi-finals and break your world records there, but you race the final, because nobody cares if you broke the world record in the heats, you've got to win the final. Absolutely. And look, also, uh, before I let you go, uh, Mark, two things. Firstly, what is it with the Aussie swim team? Even with some kind of crazy messed up love triangle, they're still getting all these medals. What is going on? Look, they're a world-class outfit. They have they absolutely idolise all of their swimmers. Mm. And they have been so good for I don't know how many, you know, 100 years or so. Yeah. They've always had world record holders. Mm. They've always had... Uh, Olympic champions. They have got so many 50-metre pools on the Gold Coast, more than, you know, probably 10 times more than we've got in the whole of New Zealand, just all on the Gold Coast. Wow. And and I think that you've got to recognise the weather in Australia, but, you know, True. they really make a massive, massive deal about their swimmers. And there's a lot of funding, $33 million or so uh, dollars into wow. Australian swimming. Wow. Um, and, and I go back, you know, uh, earlier times. I mean, they've had some disappointing Olympics, mm. but they have risen again because it's a cult following and everybody in Australia must learn to swim and then they follow it through. Yeah, I, I agree. I, they've, they've always been good. From ever, whenever I can remember, there's always been a, a great Aussie swimmer or two. And before um, I let you go, Mark, obviously this Commonwealth Games, is there's, I guarantee it, you're probably feeling it, seeing it now, there's going to be a spike and young Kiwis who want to be swimmers, how can they get in touch with you if, if they want to progress? What can they do? Look, I think first and foremost, the, 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 you've got to come straight out of the swim schools. And the swim schools all around New Zealand, they do an incredibly good job. Mm. And then you've got to go into a club program after that. I mean, I'm not involved in competitive swimming anymore. Mm. We've just got a big learn to swim program, but we feed into the competitive clubs. Gotcha. And that's where, you know, the likes of the Andrew Jeffcoats, the, the Lewis Clearbridge, the Cameron Grays, they all come out of those programs. Mm. And we've just got to make sure that we continue that progress. And 
whether they go into competitive swimming or triathlon so that the Hayden Wilds of this world you know, continue as well, or into, in, into anything else associated with aquatics or sport, mm. that's the imperative thing. Get them into sport you know, because an active kid is a good kid. Yeah, Mark, brilliant words to finish on. Hey, mate, thank you so much for your time tonight and enjoy the rest of the Commonwealth Games. Looking forward to it. Thanks very much. Cheers. There you go, Mark Bone, talking all things swimming with us.